time on Bridgerton, we found out all about Simon's upbringing and his father's hatred for him for no real reason. Um, we also leaned into Daphne and Simon's ar arrangement and saw that it was going well, so well, in fact, that uh, maybe there's some feelings growing between them. I don't know. That's just me. That could be me. Uh, and there was also some other stuff. Marina's still pregnant. The Featheringtons are still the Featheringtons. And uh, Lady Whistledown is still doing what she's doing. So let's see what's going on this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. We are back once again to Bridgerton. Uh-huh. The art of the swoon. Oh, you don't say. It's swooning season over here. There's a lot of swooning that you could almost call it a monsoon in this episode. Oh, a monsoon. We got the episode name. We're not even a minute. We're not even 30 seconds in. Look at that. <laughs> it's been Boom. a long day, brother. <laughs> uh, I just want to apologize in advance. I have my windows closed, but there's a high school graduation going on about a football field away from me. So Why don't you just you tell them to knock it off? There's too many of them. I tried. I went down and I asked, and they, there's just too many 18-year-olds. You're the old man shouting at the sky. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, all 33 years of me is too old. But I don't think it'll be an issue, but just in case you hear some hoots and hollers, it's not our legions of fans watching us live. It is indeed children graduating high school. So congrats to the Stratford High School class of 2021. Mm -hmm. Not our alma mater. Congrats to them. But... You know, congrats. Good luck. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Dave, is there any updates or anything you found in the world of uh, Downton or uh, Bridgerton or uh, The Crown or anything? Uh, well, we forgot to mention this last week. I forget if it was on Twitter or in the Lords of Grantham Lounge that mm -hmm. it was pointed out to us that Prudence Featherington is played by a young lady by the name of Bessie Carter. Prudence Featherington from Bridgerton, correct? Bridgerton. That, that character, okay. And Bessie Carter is daughter of Jim Carter, who is Mr. Carson. Huh, small world, huh? Yeah, so... Makes you wonder, how old was Carson when he had her? She was born in 93. She's actually surprisingly young, considering that most of these 15-year-old uh, actresses... He was 45 when he had her. And Carson was... Uh, couldn't have been deep. with... Um, <laughs> Who's his mother? Is is it what is is it? Okay, it's Hughes, okay. right? Isn't it, it Hughes? It is. Act, no, it's not Hughes. It's um. It's, oh, okay. it's Professor Umbridge. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, she was. Who's now? She in was. Downton, yeah, old, a pretty old mother. But mm -hmm. I guess it's almost what thirty, almost thirty years ago. So not that old, considering. Yeah. But say, I guess for us. Dolores Umbridge and uh, whatever her name is in Downton is uh, perpetually old because she's old. <laughs> you know, when somebody's okay. like an old person in an iconic piece of pop culture, it's like, oh, you were young before? Yeah. Who I knew? So. <laughs> yeah. uh, we what also about you? Any, any... Our Lords of... Yeah, you well, continue. <laughs> in our Lords of Grantham Lounge, we had Lisa, uh, who's one of the, the members, point out that on Bridgerton, uh, Queen Charlotte was not in the book. Uh, they added her story, uh, but she's based on the real Queen Charlotte, who was married to King George, and there were rumors that she was a mixed race. 
and also had a snuff problem. <laughs> so the co cocaine use that we talked about last week, not made up. Uh, of all the things about the show that's fantastical not uh, and made up, that's the one thing that is rooted in <laughs> potentially reality there. I feel like the mixed race thing is more of a bomb drop than the snuff use. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah, so there, there you go. The more you know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, only, the only other thing I was keeping track of is on Variety, they do these actors on actors uh, interviews where actors interview each other. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those rare things where you get to see like A-list actors interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. So they had uh, Emma Corrin from The Crown uh, interviewing Rija Jean Page uh, from Bridgerton. Okay. And just, yeah, talking about how they've just been overwhelmed with the success, uh, success of the shows over the past year. You know, to go from pretty much complete nobodies uh, as they were to everyone knowing who they were, uh, it's been uh, a little overwhelming for them. And that's understandable. It's been the talk of Netflix uh, for a lot of people. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for these two. I mean, of all the years in history to say, like, I'm overwhelmed by being famous, the year where you're inside wearing a mask all the time is uh, probably not the one to say it's that bad. Yeah, and there was a separate interview uh, where they had a roundtable of uh, up-and-coming up actors, and Reggie Jean Page was there, as well as Josh O'Connor from The Crown, you know, Prince Charles. Mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> they asked Reggie Jean if the, the fan, uh, his family was ready for his more racier scenes. And... Uh, he he was uh he found it overwhelming uh he said my family doesn't want to be overwhelmed by my backside specifically too often uh of course but seen, <laughs> yeah who wants to see your bum uh but everyone seems to to be happy for him so i mean why happy. would he's it, gotta, if his family's watching twist, bridgerton if his family is watching bridgerton that that's that's a problem just don't watch it mm -hmm. yeah not meant it's not for you <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 well, who knows? Maybe it is meant for his family. I don't know. No, it's not. It's not. It's emphatically oh, not okay. meant for his family. They don't need to see it's that. Too, it's too racy for his family. You're saying you, you, if you did like a racy role, you would just never want your family to see it. Correct. I think that would you. Okay. Who would? I mean, look. If it's if it you know shoots me to stardom, you know, be proud. Yes, be proud, but you don't participate. <laughs> okay. So go, right. go to the go to the theater, buy the ticket, and then go see F nine. Modest man over here, Dave Winchell. No, I'm not modest. I'm just saying, immediate family need not. No, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not saying like you, you should want to just show off whatever you got going on, but it's like, eh, you know, if it's what makes you famous. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Josh O'Connor was in this round table, and he was talking too how he was not prepared for all the stardom. Um, and I was watching, actually watching another interview with him and Anya Taylor Joy on Variety because they had they did it actors on actors this past week because mm -hmm. um, they both starred in Emma together from last year. Which mm -hmm. listeners, if you haven't seen that, come on, it, it's it's made for you. It's it's an adaptation of Emma. You know, Jane I Austen. Seen it. Well, maybe we can do that at a Patreon sometime. We can we can do that Emma. We can do the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma. We can do Clueless. There's a whole murderous row of content there. <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah, that'll be the next six months of our <laughs> more Jane Austen. Uh, so he was talking to Anya Taylor Joy, and they were talking about how hard it is to leave some of your characters behind that you play. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about the Queen's Gambit, how it's hard to leave the Beth character behind. You know, she really inhabited it. And she asked him if it was difficult to leave the Prince Charles role behind, and he said, "No, <laughs> it was not hard at all." Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Prince Charles is a loser. 
I mean, if you asked her how difficult it was to leave the character from Split behind, I'm sure she'd be like, that wasn't that bad. But you ask yeah. her these characters that aren't like, terribly troubled. Well, I haven't seen Queen's Gambit, so. But mm-hmm. I'm assuming she's not as troubled as she was in uh, Split. No, she no, she was saying it. Queen's Gambit is the hardest she ever had to leave behind. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just I saying that if you're playing like <laughs> some awful character that that's gone through so much trauma, it must be a lot less uh, or a lot easier to say goodbye to that. No, that they're, they're saying it's the opposite of what you're saying. Oh, well, I it's haven't hard. seen Queen's Gambit, so I don't know what. Uh, it's all that trauma you carry with you. Yeah. Well, but, clearly, I mean, the point clearly is, Prince Charles is not carrying that drama. Yeah, there's no baggage there. You can just leave it, leave it at check. Um, Good for him. Yeah, moving on with his life. He did the couple seasons. He's good. Uh, he he did say, you know, he did have an interesting insight where, you know, the way he approached the character was how the queen is shared a lot with the country. You know, he, it's not his own mother. It's almost, you know, it's the country's mother. Mm-hmm. And just having to reconcile with that. And it's like, huh, that's a that's an interesting perspective to take. Mm-hmm. But uh, I recommend those interviews if you, you have time. The actors on actor interviews are always uh, pretty fun watches just to see, like, super A-list celebrities talking to each other that you would just never see engage with each other. They always get, like... Now, are they in the same room, or are they Zooming? They're Zooming right now, which makes it even easier for them to get, like, further disparate, like, types of actors to talk with each other. Cool. Let's get Daniel Day-Lewis to talk to Hugh Bonneville. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, let's see uh, Paddington uh, talk to, you know... Maggie Smith. Joaquin Phoenix or something. (laughs) Uh, I'd do it. I'd watch it. Yeah. That's content we want to see. So let's get to Bridgerton, right? The art of the swoon. Yeah. What What is the art of the swoon, Dave? Well, that there's a moment where with a literal swoon. She's swooning already at the top of this episode. Who, Daphne? Yeah. I mean, they're dancing outside. You know. It, it, oh, this is. A, oh, yeah. Yeah. The opening. It's clearly like a, a dream of some sort because you know there's lights hanging. It's beautiful. People start disappearing, and before you know it, it's just them two dancing. And she wakes up. Uh oh. <laughs> And isn't it kind of terrifying what she wakes up to? It's like this dark and dank room. It's 18, they do it it's, no favors. Eighteen tens. It's it's she, it's gonna. It's not gonna be bright and homey. It it just makes seem being alone seem so just depressing. <laughs> okay, it, I mean uh, I, I mean it's it's just waking up. Wake her up. <laughs> Without her hair done, I I I did like double take. I was like, wait, is that her? She looks different she, to you. She does look different enough that I was like. It was it was unsettling. I, I quickly okay. snapped back in, but I did. You wake up then from your sleep? <laughs> yeah, because I was asleep. Hey, half the people yeah. in the Lords of Grantham Lounge are missed one tiny plot. I'm getting skewered by these by these people. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay attention. Um. So what's been going on with her, Dave? Uh. You know, she's been busy, hasn't she? Yeah, she turned down three proposals. Three. <laughs> Man, I am hoping just for a single proposal in my lifetime. Well, I mean, or I propose to someone. Yeah, (laughs) women, come come at me. Well, I'm I'm just hoping to make one in my lifetime, but geez, she's getting them left and right. But she's still waiting uh, on on a suitor. Mm hmm. Well, she's not really winning. She's kind of waiting on a a suitor, but she's also also got the hots for old old Simon. She doesn't want to say it, but she's dreaming Mm -hmm. about him. How do we know she's got the hot for, hots for him, Dave? The dream. Well, I, after that, what, what what else has got her got her thinking? I don't. Do we get to that point right now? I guess it, what. It is. It happens at the top of the episode. He's licking spoons. This man. Oh, I thought you meant the other thing. 
No, he's licking spoons. So they're out to get like tea or something, and she's just looking at him longingly as he licks some spoon. And I have never thought of that to be erotic necessarily, but they cer- they certainly paint it that way with the slow motion of him just licking a spoon. Yeah, he's she she is. It, it felt it felt like a very modern like little tea shop they were at too. Yeah. What do you think he's looking off that spoon exactly? Cream? I don't, I, some uh, ice cream? I don't know. What? What? How do they keep it cold? A, a treat? A, a, had to be something. Yeah. <laughs> this is the early 1800s. We can't keep things I mean, cold forever. We only kind of see that they're briefly, you know, having tea. But I'm not entirely sure. Like, what if it's just like potato soup he's eating, and he's just licking it clean? Stew? He's, he's like <laughs> something hearty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or they're both at like a KFC, and it's just you know finger looking good, and it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> With the spoon, spoon looking good. That's what it is. Yeah. I, 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 I could just only imagine though. You know, me just eating cereal in the morning, just licking the spoon afterwards. Yeah, that, that's that'll win them. That, that's how I get the polls left and right. Slow-mo. She's like, Ooh-wee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the key to the woman's heart, Dave. Take mm-hmm. note. The spoon, yeah, eat. <laughs> yeah, spoon. She's licking. just glad that he's fed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really what's turning her on. This man, he eats well. Yeah, Burt Burke wasn't eating at all. He was, didn't no. eat. Malnourished. <laughs> uh, Penelope though is looking for some letters. Yeah, so we can just burn through this whole thing pretty quick. Let's do it. Penelope is looking for letters for uh, Marina, right? Marina Thompson. That's who it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And there's none. No, she's waiting for news from from Spain, and you know, stuff can get lost in the mail mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's coming from Spain. But, but Lady Featherington is sticking her nose in, and she says, you know, stay out of the room of the, what is the word that she uses? She says, like, the, not impregnated, but, like, the disabled or something. She uses a word mm-hmm. to describe Marina that is really, uh, really not demeaning. Nice. Yeah. And I think there's an understanding that, what's his name, the guy that they're expecting, expecting to write back, George, is on the front line somewhere? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the front line is exactly, too. He's fighting. Some war that must exist going on in whenever this takes place, the early 1800s. Either way, though, yeah, she's waiting around. And, yeah, Dave, let's just burn through this. The, I mean, she's eventually found fit to leave her room, uh, Marina. Mm -hmm. Is it clear that she's still pregnant or not? No, it's not clear that she's pregnant. She's assumed to be pregnant, but she is uh, not like sickly. Like the you know, mm-hmm. all the w- worries are over. So uh, yeah, because they, they do reference like a hunger for like cake for her. You know, like she still has those cravings. Yeah, those aren't going away, Marina. As far as we know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the lady Featherington takes her out for like a walk. You know. Or is this after? I'm jumping around. They, they take her out for a walk because to, to the poorest part of town to show Marina what could happen if she doesn't find a man. Yeah, I think I think that's... Um, is that a little later? They, they bring her, yeah, to the poor part of town to kind of show her, like, this is what life is like if you were to live in, like, controversy and, mm-hmm. you know, not get a, a, a noble husband and all that stuff. I think that's after because I believe... That art she, gallery exhibit. We the 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 gallery scene comes first. Where mm-hmm. well, either way, you know, like 
they say not only are you fit to like leave the room, you're getting out. It's your season. We're going to get you married so that this baby can have a life. Yeah. But it's it's not necessarily so the baby can have a life. It's so that we can avoid controversy. Yep. That's exactly it. And Lady Featherington is very serious about this. And they show them squeezing uh, a corset onto Marina, which is very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Uh, dangerous too and they, they stick a, a like a, a dowel down to like get a flat line which mm-hmm. is like that's not this is not good <laughs> not at all and you know as much as they say they want her to get married the men they're introducing her to are not high quality candidates there mm-hmm. no and and uh thing is marina <laughs> yeah marina is not about this and she straight up cusses the guy out I mean, she doesn't and, cuss him. Well, not cuss him out, but she's like... She, called, she says he looks old and portly, I think. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I don't want a guy like you. And then Lady... lady I, yeah, I think that pre comes before yeah. Lady Featherington says, uh, let me show but you he, the he bad side need, of town, the other side of the tracks. Yeah. But this guy like tells her off. He's like, I've never met someone so pretty with such an ugly countenance. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, who, 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 you think you're actually going to land her? You look you look like trash. You're, you're too old for her. Not in this time. Not in this time. I think he's a step further, though, beyond even, like, a Burbrook. This guy is... Oh, he's a, he's a definitely a step beyond a Burbrook, but in this time, Marina's not... He's a not, babbling brook, this guy. Sure. We don't really get to see him babble. He's, he's pretty well put together, I think. Yeah. He also uh, doesn't come off as, like, a totally perverse old man. He just seems to be like, this uh, is part of the society that I'm in, and I'm going to shoot my shot, you know? But he's, he's, he's got to re- recognize he's crusty, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Crust, recognize crust. This guy needs to know. It ain't gonna happen. But a letter does arrive. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good one. No. Uh, Penelope is so hopeful. You know, it's funny because Penelope doesn't do anything this episode so much as be there for Marina. Like, oh man, this letter's gonna come, and the letter comes, and she just reacts to her reacting to the letter, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is just the uh, the guy says it ain't gonna happen. I'm not gonna be there. But it ain't really this George fella. No, we see uh, Lady Featherington and her equivalent of a Mrs. O'Brien mm-hmm. uh, forging this letter. <laughs> In which they mo- they do the like the most inelegant like showcase of, oh, they won't figure this out unless we show them the scene where they go- they show them going back in time for a second to show her writing the letter to, to it, fool. It, it's like Brina. the London season Down Abbey episode with the heist where Mr. Bates is like, oh, I can find someone who can forge a document and it's just him scribbling <laughs> Document. Yeah, I mean, you could literally just you know tell us what you did. You don't have to show us. This, you could this scene. you could just show the 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 O'Brien character and Lady Featherington just sort of snickering together. That gets the point across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, to their credit, they try to say that. Well, we're just accelerating the news that she'd received that this guy is just passed on her, anyways. Well, yeah, they want Which, her. To, they want her to get over it so she can move on and not be controversial. They're controversial. Yeah, make herself more available for other men that are out there. Mm-hmm. And I think they have a fair point. I mean, this guy probably isn't going to get back to her. You know, he's in Spain. Guys back then, as they say today, hit it and quit it pretty often, and that is probably what happened here. Something tells me in this Sean Diverse is more than that. But you think? Yeah, I mean, I think so. That would be a real gut punch for them to forge this letter only for the guy to to actually not be interested. That'd be poor Marina. She would get it real bad. But she. Oh, I don't even think we met the guy, have we? <laughs> no, she showed up pregnant. 
Yeah. Well, she didn't show up pregnant. She she got pregnant with one of the guys on the first night she was there, pretty much. I thought she showed up pregnant because they said she had been around uh. for. Okay. Well, I'm I'm a little. We'll, we'll she, have she, to she, check the tape. I think I think yeah. The fair thing to say is she was pregnant from the jump. <laughs> yeah, she's pregnant from episode one. Yeah. Um. And she so ball, that she is bawling when she reads this article. Or, she uh, sells letter. it. Yeah. Good work on the this actress yeah, part. Yeah, because they do the thing where Ruby they show Baker, Barker. Yeah, they they show Lady Featherington like who's clearly like a few doors down, and you just hear her bawling from a few rooms down, and it's like, gah. Gonna, gonna take a while to get over that one. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, but I mean that's mostly the one B plot to the one A. But there is a few other things going on. Uh, with uh, the other Bridgertons. Yeah, what's the the. The other Bridgertons and and my new favorite character on the show. Which one, Clifton? Mr. Granville. Yeah. Oh, Benedict uh, Bridgerton. That's who. I, so, did this guy? Did we see Benedict in the previous episodes? Because I don't recognize him at all. I think he's in the background. He's like reclining. Because they act like we're supposed to know who this guy is already. This episode, and it's like I swear to God, we have not spent any time on this man before this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I think we're still getting to know the other Bridgerton siblings slowly, because mm-hmm. this show. I mean, like we this this was meant to be binged, so I feel like these sort of background characters becoming more fleshed out slowly makes a lot of sense when you're watching there, three episodes, four episodes at a time. I think there is a bit of an issue though with the casting. I mean, as much as yes, they are family and they're supposed to look alike. They look too much the same. Yeah, Tony and Colin and Benedict. I can't tell them apart, honestly. And the way they have their hairstyles is similar. It's just sideburns. Yeah, I mean, to the point where there's a scene in this episode where Benedict uh, has a moment outside with uh, Eloise, and I was trying to remember from last week, like, was that Benedict who was talking to her, or was that Tony? Tony last week. But they did the same exact thing. It was like I can't tell them apart. They look exactly the same. (laughs) But regardless, he is at this art party. mm Mm-hmm. And he is, is he trash talking the art with, uh, is it Lady with Danbury? The, yeah, is it's it, Lady it, Danbury. And there's a gentleman there. Mm-hmm. And it's the artist. Mr. Granville. Yep. I, None other than our pig man. Julian Avenden, I was thrilled. Yeah, Charles Blake from Down Abbey is in the house on Bridgerton, finally. You mean, you mean RFK? <laughs> Yes, from the crowd. Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, the star of the Downton Christmas album, Julian Avenden. Beautiful voice. He has a beautiful voice, uh, Julian Avenden. But doesn't actually. It took me a while to recognize it was him. I, I didn't even actually see it in him for a second. I, I knew he was gonna be in the show, mm-hmm. but I didn't know when he would show up. And then I kind of for, kind of left my mind that he was gonna be in the show. But as soon as it was him, I was like, oh. <laughs> Woo, I rang the bell. I was like, a good customer service. I rang the bell. <laughs> he looks like he got a tan. He looks like he got a tan. He's aged well, all things considered. Yeah. Our man, Avenden. So what's his deal with Benedict? He just kind of like walks off. Benedict, yeah, he's like, oh, you want to talk trash about my stuff? Okay, bro. <laughs> and that's it. So I think something big is coming. I mean, we do see Benedict later this episode. He seems upset. He's drawing hands in his book. Just because he like, he's just an art, uh, he likes to sketch hands, I guess. I don't know, but it definitely mm-hmm. seems like Granville may be on the mind of this guy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Granville got in his head. He said, "You know, 
don't criticize art yeah so we'll see how that uh develops uh as i noticed uh, noted uh eloise is still in this episode um pestering daphne about you know you you're she's telling daphne you just want to learn piano just to try and marry i want to read a book and be smart mm-hmm. potato potato daphne yeah, da- daphne is like <laughs> whenever they have these like very caricature-esque uh siblings i always think of the chipmunks mm-hmm. and daphne is alvin and eloise is 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 it Simon is the smart one or Theodore is the smart one? I have not watched enough Alvin and the Chipmunks to tell them apart. I just know Alvin is the red one. The other two. Simon are... is the smart is the smart one. Okay, so, so she's Simon. Eloise is Simon. <laughs> and it's I feel like it's one of those classic Netflix thing things where they they just put in enough of like story beats about it each episode <laughs> that it really doesn't matter and can be in the background until they have to blow it up into something big in some future episode you know just mm-hmm. knowing how they, they string these shows out yeah El- the Eloise and Daphne scene is very what we saw seems out week. of left field yeah but it, it, it says there's tension you might not feel like this is justified but if you're binging this it's going to make sense yeah and we, we do see her on the porch swing out at night again smoking where uh, Benedict sees how she's doing and she's like why can't I just keep writing and he just kind of asked her point blank you whistle down you go woo woo <laughs> and she does not go woo woo she does not claim to be whistled down that was a great scene I really enjoyed that scene he's like you're a good writer yeah she's and, like, and nah, they, and they pause for long enough to, to make you think like could she be whistled down for a second and she shuts it down quickly no uh uh-uh. uh not whistled down she, she I, I, I don't think she could because she seems too young and also where does she have the resources to print this paper that everyone can get a hold of yeah that would be that would be a big leap but based on the stories that are in there it would make sense because she is at all the places it seems like yeah she's and she's in the background too yeah so could be could be we're just waiting for julie andrews to appear and just let us know it was her all (laughs) if i'm gonna be a little let down if it is that simple that it's just a character that's not there i think it should be a character that's there it was just like a little mouse the entire time. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an alien. What was it like? Uh, it's a great gazoo. It's the great gazoo. For <laughs> didn't we say we should? They should have added that to Downton when it was in the slow seasons. Just have yeah. great gazoo show up. We're doing a between, between the chipmunks and the great gazoo. We gotta we gotta include as many seventies cartoons as we can in this podcast. When's Jabberjaw showing up? Oh yeah. When's McGilla Gorilla gonna walk on the scene? <laughs> I would love to see that. We got some. We got some pops. We're talking about keeping up appearances last week. We're gonna get some more pops. We're talking about the what's the dastardly Dan on the the wacky I mean, racing. Would it kill them to have for one week her suitor be McGill the gorilla just showing up? <laughs> Could be. Kung, uh, what's the 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 dog that does kung fu? <laughs> kung fu. Hong Kong fu. Oh boy, no, yeah. he's not coming. <laughs> no, not at all. That would be terrible. Well. Um, <laughs> Well, let's, let, let, thanks, thanks to Hong Kong Fui for steering us back on track. But I do like the idea of just opening up the universe of all these suitors coming for her. Just, like, just pull them in from different IP. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like the new Space Jam. Just get them all, bring yeah. them all in. Exactly. Um, so there's also Tony with, uh, what's her name? It's Sienna. Sienna. The That's opera correct. Because Sienna is scheming with uh, De La Croix. That's her name. The 
the one who works in the Genevieve boutique. Genevieve Delacroix. Delacroix? Both uh, work. Yeah. I don't know. I don't recall where this Genevieve, co- Genevieve come fr- comes from or what her deal is. I don't know if this is her first appearance, but we see she's kind of friends with, with Sienna and... Sienna confides in her about, you know, wanting to sort of get back out there and find herself a respectable man. Yeah, I mean, IMDb says Genevieve was in the first episode, but similar to Benedict, I do not recall her being in there, and we just watched she's in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Either way, it's pretty quickly established that from between this and the her putting the, you know, getting uh, Marina dressed and ready, like, she's a part of this culture Mm-hmm. In the same sort of capacity that Sienna is, where they're kind of around the people above them, but they are distinctly below those people. Yeah. And Genevieve is like Sienna's manager because she's telling her, you need to take your shot at Simon. This, mm-hmm. is, this, this guy's got the belt. You got to go for him. Yep. She's the advocate. Exactly. And we see this men's club mm-hmm. very much like... Uh, Old Prince Philip and his boy hanging out. They're Mike, like, you mean? Yeah. His boy Mike. They're just hanging out. What are they playing games? Yeah. And then they're like, the ladies are here. Woo woo. And uh, do we we see her interact with with Simon much this episode? Yeah, we see she she interacts. She kind of goes up to Tony. Very and Tony's briefly. like, get out of here. And then she goes to Simon and she's like, hey, you know, I'm an opera singer. Why don't you come see me perform? And he's, he's like, like, I'll do that. Yeah. And then he's like, you like spoons, by the way? And he just starts sucking <laughs> on the spoon. <laughs> and then the, the bass line comes in. Mukbang like, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can start a YouTube channel. Yeah. Eat ice cream. Just ASMR of it. <laughs> um, but it really awakens feelings again in Tony. You know, he, he's, he's not done with her. He doesn't want to see her with yeah, someone he... else. But, you know... So he so there's multiple performances of the opera and we see mm-hmm. that that Sienna is just perpetually waiting for Simon to show up. And yeah. we see there's multiple scenes where someone's like there's no men here for you and then there's at the very end of the episode they're like oh there's a guy here for you. And but it's it, Tony 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 Tony. It, it, it ain't it ain't Simon. It is Tony. And Tony's like I want you back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do now. Ooh, ooh, baby. And he's like, you can't marry the Duke. Like, the guy is just not right for you. Yeah. And, hey. you know, he knows he's got, he wants to, he wants this. This is what he wants. But she cuts a promo on him. She's like, you know, you, <laughs> she will not marry him and she will not sire his heir, you know? Mm-hmm. She was a fool to believe his promises. Bye, Felicia. And he, she's out of there. She's done with him. Yeah, and and then we see, uh, is this? Do we see his mom say like, "You got to get on this," you know? Yeah, get on the horse. <laughs> like you're not getting any. He says you're setting a bad example. You're gonna bring your brothers down, bring your sisters down. Can't keep like playing it, this silly game. It just kind of reminds me of Down, like how you know the the children keep getting older and the parents are just like, "What is wrong with you people? You need to get out of there." And it's just like people just want to be in love <laughs> with the right people. Yeah, I mean, that's something to say. It's a decision to make. Yeah, and that's truer for that's not truer for anyone than Daphne in this episode. Yeah. Because so 
She's still she's still in it. She's still in this arrangement with Simon. And she is swooning. She is swooning, but a lot of people are swooning because uh, Prince Frederick is in town. That's right. This guy looks like a tool. He uh, looks <laughs> like a character from Frozen. Yeah, he, the hair just looks fake to me. The hair, I don't oh, know. The hair, the, this this is a bad hair show for men. Yeah, and I don't really like this actor. I've seen him in things. Okay, uh, he, I, he was I, on, I haven't. <laughs> he was in Game of Thrones for a couple episodes. He was in Unreal, uh, this uh, TV show. I just don't like the, the cut of this guy's jib. I just never really liked him. He was in Harry Potter as Cormac McClagan. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, they, it just seems like they're really trying hard to, to sell this guy as like Freddie Strelish. And I, I just don't see it. What did you oh, say? His name is Prince what? Fred, Freddie Stroma. And he's Prince yeah. Frederick. Yes. Don't like the guy. <laughs> don't know what it is. It's just every time I see him pop up in something, it's like, get that guy out of here. He's not that good of an actor. Um, he's and the, the whole He's going to be in the new Peacemaker show with John Cena. So. The what show? The Peacemaker show. John Cena's character from uh, Suicide Squad. Well, let me know when that's out. Uh <laughs> This guy is not licking spoons, though. He's just making eyes at all the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shows up to a party. And, uh, yeah, the women are interested in him, you know? But da- is, is this where Daphne kind of makes a, a fool of herself? Like, she gets caught off guard and giggles a lot? I think that's in the scene after this, because, uh, was it, she's... Is this the party with all the birds? Birds? The party with the peacocks and the parrots in the beginning? I didn't notice all the birds in the background. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So all the listeners who have given me, you know, ran their mouths about me remembering this, this, these plots. The first big party in this episode has multiple parrots and peacocks, and Corey does not remember. I don't. So, aim your targets. Peacocks. Aim your okay. targets. All right. On these birds, these colorful. And who birds. can remember stuff? Yeah. Uh, no, it's at the party with Charles Blake. That. that <laughs> sorry, not Dark Charles Gallery. Blake, Mr. Granville. Prince, it, Prince, the prince is there. He calls Daphne beautiful, mm-hmm. and you know they start talking, if she, asking if she's traveled much, and she's not really paying attention to him because she sees the duke walk in behind him, and she's just got eyes on him the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the prince is just daft; he doesn't realize that she's not paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, yes, yeah, this is I think at the art gallery. She she leaves him to go talk to to Simon because she'd rather spend her time around him. Mm-hmm. And their hands, they actually start to hold hands at, while they're admiring art together, which shows, oh, there's something here between these two. You know, they're feeling something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they hear a sound. They do hear a sound. A woman has fainted to try and win over the, the, the prince. Yeah, a, a, a real swoon. <laughs> a real swoon, yeah. That's how you win him, because he, he was fanning her, and there's people just admiring the prince, like saying they've never seen anything so romantic. Mm-hmm. The swoon so. is a, and these are all these sort of tertiary female characters that are just there to sort of act as obstacles for all the the sort of named female characters. And I was really not a. These women don't stand a chance with this prince. I don't know. I mean, the one who fainted, she she earned some points, but mm. yeah. I mean, we do see the queen trying to pull some strings because she actually. We, we have a scene where they're out at lunch or a tea where you know she's telling him the crown has lost its luster uh, without people falling for him because mm-hmm. she recognizes the threat of like if Daphne who's the belle of the ball doesn't fall for this guy then 
it reflects poorly on the crown. So she is instructing him that, you know, he's a prince and he needs the charmer. Mm-hmm. They said there's no ring on that finger. And Get in there. According to, yeah. According to IMDb trivia, the, the, it just, the queen would never be mingling with things like this. She would not be as involved. Yeah, which but this is, she sense. has fun with this. This is, this is sort of like the dowager sort of, you know, yeah. we're led to believe this is much smaller of a, a kingdom than it actually is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while this is going on, uh, Simon, you know, he's, he's been hanging out with Daphne and he has a moment with her where they're out for a walk. And Dave, you, you're, you seem excited to break this down. To nope. Tell us, tell us what's up. Uh, how does this start exactly? I have in my notes. They're, they're out for a walk. Yeah, they're the out mother for a walk. and Lady Danbury are walking ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Simon's telling uh, Daphne about a story of Tony letting farm animals into the dormitory. And they talk, talk about marriage and friendship and what that means exactly. Yeah, so, so is this where they talk the physical and the intangible. Exactly. And then Daph- Daphne about. is like, what is that? And uh, Simon's like, Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another woman on this show who does not know what sex is or how what it means or anything about it. Yeah. Oh, but Simon is uh, Simon's like, I'm not, t- I'm not telling you about that. Mm-hmm. And then Daphne's like, Come on, do it. And he's like, No. And she's like, This is an arrangement. You don't actually like me. You, you know, we're friends who are trying to help each other through a situation. He's like, All right, fine. And then he like straight up turns into the devil from the witch. And he like leans in. He's like, "You should touch yourself." <laughs> that is not how it goes down at all. He gets, this, he gets nasty. No, this is exactly the moment I could see where women started to fall for this actor because he is oh. charismatic oh, yeah. as the hell. De- the in devil in the witch is charismatic too. I, I do not equate it to the devil. This is this guy is charming the pants off women everywhere. Hmm. You know, he, he tells her, he starts to slow ball. It's a natural continuation uh, of what happens, you know, at night with a husband and wife. You know, mm-hmm. that, he gets specific when you're not sleeping, when you touch yourself. And he's like, She's you like, do what touch are you yourself. Talking about? And he puts on, he pu- pushes play on the divinals, touch yourself. And he's like, yep. just listen. <laughs> uh, and, and he explains, you know, you put put your hand between your legs and find a feeling you enjoy. And then you carry on with that until it grows. Yep. And until the point you can't take it anymore. It's like, no wonder women fell for this guy because the, this actor, because the way he tells it is so delicate and it's just like, I don't know. There's something very. It's like a lesson. Yeah. But it's just like, it's seductive in the way he tells it to her. I can see why this guy is like the talk of the town, Uh, you know? Yeah. He's got away with words. Uh, the thing that is most confusing to me, and just going back, I know, I know we kept harping on it, but if she doesn't know anything about sex, why was she f- fantasizing about this guy with the spoon? Because the only way to interpret the whole spoon thing is like she knows what he's doing with his mouth. He he knows she he knows what he's doing with his tongue when he's looking at that spoon. Well, but of course, she, she doesn't. She doesn't know how to react. She's just doing what her, she, her body is, is react. She's going wow. Mm. So, so, I just can't understand though so she she sees what this guy is doing with her tongue but is in that moment earlier in this episode since she doesn't know how sex works or anything is she just being like i want some of this guy's tea i want i want to eat some of this guy's potato soup or whatever he's doing if i cook for him he's gonna like it 
yeah I, I don't get what she see is, is so like turned on by this the spoon licking going on exactly because mm-hmm. she doesn't know what it means yeah it's ineffable but i don't know he's he's got the 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 swag i guess so uh he, he's he, i mean no one has been talking about a tongue this much since gene simmons was on the scene right dave since kiss was a thing I mean, I'm sure there's something, but okay. We'll go. I mean, this is hundreds of years before Kiss, so sure. <laughs> no one has talked about tongues as much since DJ Khaled, and what he doesn't oh, do with yes. um, If you don't know what we're talking about, go look it up. Uh, <laughs> so, the thing is, the Lady Bridgerton and uh, Mister Bridgerton and Lady Danbury catch on to this, and Danbury has some words for Simon, though. She's like, yeah, don't waste this this girl's time if you're just doing this to sort of keep yourself safe. There's a prince in town, dude. You gotta be respectful of this person. Keep your dang tongue to yourself. yourself. <laughs> don't eat uh, around these women. <laughs> they go crazy when they see you eating crawfish or you crawfish know sushi. In England. <laughs> Shepherd's know. pie. <laughs> yeah. When when they see you eating the chicken thigh or, or you know turkey or the you know they see you eating. Some some Irish potatoes. Yep, sure. I don't keep know listing food. London, keep going. Keep I don't it, know. What, I'm just listing what I ate this past week. Uh, you had some Irish potatoes this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um. So they meet again as they do, and he callously tells her like, "I can't see you anymore." Yeah, he said they were never friends. It was a diversion. If I had a dime for every time I saw this in a TV show, <laughs> I'd be a rich man. Just tired. Just tired of this mm-hmm. kind of plot, plot cliche of like the man having to break things off against his will, even though you can see they have chemistry and things are going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But so. da- Daphne's not thrilled about this, but then she 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 arms up. Oh, and we're totally we totally jumped the gun in, in terms of she did follow up on his advice to, to use her hand. Yep, indeed. That, yes, she did. It, it, did it remind you, you see, of that? You, you see it on her face. She's got the glow. Do it remind you of that scene from Forty Year Old Virgin, where she like goes in the darkened room with candles and she locks the door behind her? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you see like the picture frames and like she's trying to like It'll ignore turn them. Turn the other and, way. Yeah, and then she's touched. <laughs> she touched herself, and she see and she sees Simon. Uh, it's like that part I, of Pride and Prejudice when we see what's his name's face on the mirror. <laughs> yeah, you, you see uh, Colin Firth just staring. <laughs> I was hoping for a shot of him with the tu- with the with the spoon. I was, I was like, that's the only thing missing here. Yeah. Um, He's the spoon man this episode. And I love the way that they play this, where she, she climaxes, and the next scene immediately following that is she finishes playing a, a piano song, and her mother says, "You finished." You so <laughs> like, found, a, you found the ending of the song. <laughs> oh my gosh! Props to you, uh, Miss Bridgerton. Um, that's true because it does follow up on Eloise telling her sister you should come up with a name for the song instead of just doodling on the piano yeah you're just noodling around you need to write the song song. but yeah Simon breaks it off with her and what is she to do she says the prince is in town she says to her servant her Anna she says get me that dress I like do my hair nice Mm -hmm. and then we see the, the prince comes in or we see the prince with all these women and then Daphne walks in it's like a Disney movie yeah She's got her eyes locked on him, and this is going to be a done deal, you know. And they say, "Why settle for a duke? I'm going to move him uptown, you know." Say she just can't wait to be queen. 
miss their one chance. Don't let them down. Uh, so the narrator tells us, why settle for a duke when one can have a prince? Mm-hmm. Well, what was that one song that told us something? Uh, two princes? Oh. Well. <laughs> 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 and that plays over the credits. That's the Can't you see? I ain't got no future of family tree. <laughs> that, that's Simon. That's Simon. He ain't got no future of family tree. <laughs> the next episode starts with him going, If you want to call me baby. <laughs> Go ahead now. Two princes. If you don't know that song, look it up. It's a classic. I'd hope our listeners are familiar <laughs> with the spin doctor. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a duke and a prince. There's only one prince, but it might as well be two princes to us. Sure. Yeah, so Dave, was this a good episode? This was the, this was the one that delivered on the promise of what Bridgerton would be so far. What we was told, the promise? We were told sauce. This was saucy. It was absolutely saucy. It was a little extra. What it is? <laughs> yeah yeah a little extra sauce there good episode excited to see where it goes from here yeah and i like that uh this episode didn't spend so it, it doubled down on the fact that women don't know about sex and reproducing and their bodies mm-hmm. but, but the it did so idea. without continuing to push eloise and penelope into the ground as the two idiots of the show so i'm glad yeah, it's now we fair. know Daphne's in the same boat, so that was fine by me. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, who is going down for you? <laughs> who is going down on, on your power rankings? Number three is it's not DJ Khaled. Okay, uh, it's not uh, Batman. I got I got Simon at number three. I got Simon too at number three. It's a it's a rough. You know, he's acting against he's he's acting for the betterment of the whole. Mm-hmm. But he he's acting against what his heart wants. He he doesn't know what he's conflicted. He's depriving himself, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Don't be a fool, man. You actually want her. Can't you see? Come on, man. Yeah. Well, who do you have at number two? I got Sienna. I got Sienna at number two as well. Well, you know, it's just one of those weeks where it's just like... It's not going great for her. She can't. She's going to be single for a long while, it looks like. I mean, it's pretty good that she has the, the moral strength to say to Tony, like, no. Not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she doesn't have many prospects. She's kind of a not scandalized, but she's she's not at a point in the society where she can be much more than what she is now. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so I, hope, I mean, t- I got, I got high for hopes for her. Shonda, well, Dave, who's number one? I got Marina at number one. I got Marina at number one also. <laughs> we are unanimous. This is rare anymore. Well, hey, this it's that screams. Those screams. Tell the <laughs> she tale. was yelping. Yeah, we she yelped her 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 man zero mm-hmm. stars. Yeah, on Yelp. So she she just started yelping. She's being forced into that dress. She's seeing her future teased to her. That is not the best uh, outlook for her. So not good times for Marina at all. Mm-hmm. So who's going up for you? I got spoons at number three. This is, <laughs> this, I mean, man. to not know. <laughs> yeah, to not know what they the power that they hold over you, but you can't look away. That, that's something. This is this is a huge week for them. So, so a piece of cutlery is, is your <laughs> absolutely. Well, who's number three for you? I got Prince Frederick. Okay. This dude shows up with his ugly hair and his sideburns, mm-hmm. and he just starts cleaning up. 
He says, I'll take whatever. <laughs> Bring him. Bring him to me. Well, I got present number two also. You know, he's just ch- picking and choosing, kind of like Daphne. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the queen says, why don't you go for Daphne? He's like, okay. And that's what he's looking towards now. <laughs> well, I got, speaking Sweet. of that, I got Daphne at number two. Oh, really? Because uh, I think that she rebounds quickly. She, she uh, Simon gives her a very valuable life lesson that she immediately puts to use, and it literally changes mm-hmm. her disposition within one scene. Okay. She finishes her song. And then she says, you know what? I'm going to get back on this horse. I'm going to land a prince. And we see her walking in looking like Cinderella about to get the, you know, the prince. Imagine if she started playing the piano tune and it's just two princes. No. The only pop song we got this week was Bad Guy, right? Yeah, which took me a second to figure out because it was just like, why is Bad Guy playing right now? Is this, are we supposed to be thinking something? Because, and this goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's, it's more That's the parody scene every- is when Bad Guy is playing. Yeah. Well, that's why I, was, I think that's why I was distracted because I was just trying to figure out what the song is. Like, I feel like it doesn't complement the show as so much as I'm just trying to figure out, like, wait, which pop song is this I recognize? It's just, it doesn't add anything. It's just mm-hmm. there. Um, I if guess Westworld kinda, did it better. Westworld definitely did it better. I guess. I, I, I don't remember what Westworld did, but. They did, like, you know, saloon style, like, <sighs> covers of more obscure songs. Not necessarily more obscure, but, like, not current songs. Because I know we complain yeah. that. They're too recent for them to feel like anything more than like six months beyond their relevancy. Whereas Westworld did Mm -hmm. like Nirvana and I think like Pixies and stuff like that. that, That's rough. All right. Well, well, back to the rankings. I got Lady Fevington at number one. Oh, yeah. Hands down. No doubt. She she manipulates Marina like a fiddle. You know, she's going to put her out there, try and get her married. And if she doesn't like it, well, guess what? The guy's not coming for you. And you don't even know that I told you so. She wins. Props to she her. wins the episode. She's the bad guy. True. Yeah, truly. She's the one. You know, I'm waiting for the bad guy. Who is it? <laughs> it's it's her. her. So that is this week in Bridgerton. And Dave, we alluded to earlier, but Patreon, we're going to get to recording uh, Death Comes to Pemberley soon to wrap up our coverage of Pride and Prejudice on there. Mm-hmm. So we'll be watching that. But That should Dave, be out before the end of the month, so another week and yeah. a half, something like that. Yeah, a couple weeks. What else have you been watching, Dave? Uh, I watched Loki. Okay. Liked it a lot. It seemed a little slow. But it had a lot of beats that I think both of the other shows have not had. Mm-hmm. So I watched that. More, A uh, couple more Sopranos episodes. I watched the first Death Comes to Pemberley. Okay. Trying to space it out because they're full, solid hours. I won't say a word about it until... What are you watching it on? I'm not going to... I'm not, here, I'm not I gotta available to say. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched, in preparation for what's coming up soon, I watched Fast and Furious 6. Oh, what did you think of Fast and Furious 6? It's not my it's not my favorite. We talked about it in the rankings. Yeah. It has a couple high moments, but there's a... I don't like the color palette of it very much. Okay. I don't I think hey, they had to shoot at night in London. It's it's yeah. London versus Brazil. Like, it's not going to be as pretty to watch. It's just a matter of... You like op- it a lot. It's one of your favorites. The opening right? is so good. You just hear the engines humming and they're revving. It's like, oh man, we're we're ready to go. And then it's just them racing to Brian's son or the child's birth. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good movie. Great movie. And, and then, Dom, I love. It's one of the most underrated Dom speeches where, you know, before Brian's going to have the baby, he's like, Brian, remember before you walk through that door, everything's going to be changed from here on out. <laughs> Who are you, Dom? Yeah, he doesn't have a kid. No, yeah, well, how would you know? Why are you telling him this? Um, I'm in a car racing outside. 
I don't know. I just like the pairings in that movie. It's just so fun. And I think it has two of the best action. I think three of the best action sequences. I think the, the introduction. The subway, absolutely. The introduction of like the bad guys with their cars that flip all the other cars is so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I love the, the, the pl- highway. I love the plane thing at the end. I like how there's uh, all the different the pl- things going on. The plane is too unbelievable. How can you not crack up laughing when Dom drives through the front of the plane and it's like the heroic moment? And then he immediately flips his car, and then you see the inside of the car him going like. <laughs> I mean, it's not. A, it's not. It's a very watchable movie. The tank. Scene the tank is, is, is one of the coolest reveals of, of all time. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, Tyrese jumping between cars is just. That's my. That was like my wallpaper. I think for a while on Facebook. Uh, is, it's good. Yeah. It's good. What about you? What have you been watching? I finished Mayor of Easttown, and I stand by what I said last week. It is absolutely the best drama I've watched in some time. It is so good. It is only seven episodes. Loved it all. Can't recommend it enough. Kate Winslet is stellar in it. Is it, is Never, it a miniseries or is it coming back? Miniseries. Yeah. Okay. Although they've talked about maybe another series, but. For now, they're, they're very much sticking to it being a miniseries. And I never really got into this Evan Peters guy, but he's awesome in the show also as the a actor? Uh, co-detective. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. What else is he in? Do I know this he's guy? A, he's this Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, WandaVision. Yeah, so watch that. And beyond that, I don't think I've been watching too much, honestly. I, I It's been can't... an odd week. Yeah, oddly, oddly busy. A lot of wrestling stuff you know as always but uh yeah in sports also i've been watching a lot of basketball with the, the playoffs going on so you know had yeah, to catch cool. kevin durant last night going off <laughs> we'll get more bridgerton next week and yeah some death comes to pemberley within the next couple of weeks 14 days so that'll be Until happening then, you can find us on facebook twitter instagram uh, you can find Two Princes on Spotify. Uh, you can find Touch Myself on Spotify. You can find Spoon Man on Spotify. <laughs> Spoon we Man. We really got our choice of songs. There's a lot of songs this week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Patreon. We have our, uh, our own uh, T Public page also for yep, merch. Yep, on our pin tweet on our Twitter. So, until then, well... <laughs> if you... Want to join our Patreon? Go ahead now. And we'll catch you next time on the pod.